Welcome, welcome one and all to the DL debate. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now on Highland Radio or back via the podcast. Thank you, Don Marie, for the news. The legendary Avon Borland for the Power Hour Plus. I'm delighted to say I'm joined in studio here by the one and only Parik Alfredy. How are you, Brendan? You keeping well? Our, our live audience now is giving you a wee... I'm going, yeah. to make, I'm going to make Are my we, own props for this. A oh, little clap. I don't right. know why all the buttons Thanks, Brett. You're doing well at this. Yeah, yeah it's going good. I had to give you a round of applause because that's, that's, that's how I felt. That's how I felt. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks, uh, thanks Brent. Hey, I really appreciate it. How are you? Uh, listen, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, busy busy day, busy weekend, you know, of multiple things. Mostly GA, of course. That's what we'll talk about now. But we can... M- Multiple aspects, folks. We'll put it down to that, you know. But uh, um, yeah, it's been another great weekend for Donny Gall, I suppose. Uh, uh, it's uh, becoming a bit of a theme in Brennan here. <laughs> you two, two, two draws in the accumulator, had you? Yeah, well, uh, look, we'll go to the first one, the big one. Um, uh, Donegal against Armagh, top of the table clash, mouthwater encounter. Bit of a, a championship feel to that one, Brennan, wasn't there yesterday in the athletic grounds? You, you would have loved box to be. It, the box it, the, you, you like that. That would go well in terms uh, To be fair, I, I really do like the athletic grounds. Just to, it is. To, 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 just yeah. the stadium's right on top of the players. It's the, it's you know. the best league it is. ground in the country because it's just at the right size and you have backed by it. And Armagh people said themselves, Armagh fans are crazy. Like they're proper, like behind the team in India. And of course, the big interest from Donegal. So 11,500, I mean, it's a huge crowd. It, it was box office, you know. But look, as I say, there were people there queuing up to get in at half 11, I heard today. So that was interesting to hear that. But no, look, um, top of the table clash, Armand Donegal, renowned for years, uh, over the years to being uh, just uh, both sides, you know, there's never any quarter given. But I suppose Brian will analyse it through later on with Aaron yeah. Kiernan. It, he might know a bit about it. He might have a bit of better understanding. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but no, look, I suppose it was... Uh, it's a game. I tell you what, you 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 disagree with him, whatever. I'll just say no, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to know what uh, uh, Kieran McGinney and Jim McGinnis was having a conversation about. Yeah, uh, Brennan, yeah. you might have known. You might yeah. have got that, did you? Yeah. Listen, uh, two interesting characters for sure. And listen, even you, you, we'll talk later. Like Conor Gilligan joining, you know, Big Donaghy and and you know uh, the, the backroom team that they have there is, is, is huge. It's phenomenal. Know? Yeah. You just, you just keep pulling people in and. Uh, that's coming up shortly, uh, as as you're saying. Later on the show, I think you'll enjoy this one too. We're going to talk to the one and only Michael Sticky Ward. Looking uh, forward to that, yeah. He's won the four divisions. I, I wonder, has anybody else done that? You know, I know there's another fella in the team won it, and Sticky will tell us about that. If anybody who ate six... 60, 25,000. Could just tell us because we didn't do the preparation then. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't start researching who won the four divisions. That, that would take you down yeah. a few rabbit holes. No, there's not too many now, in fairness, and I'd say, look, it's going to be a great conversation with, with Sticky as well. Yeah, and I, I've, I've actually won one and four. That's that's as far, that's as much as I've done. So um, that, that, that's what I've done in my time. But yeah, it'd be interesting to hear Sticky. And I'm interested to hear a bit about the real story because for like they, yeah, they, they really fell off the perch. Now they look like they're getting close back to where they should be competing at the top, you know. They're coming back again and, and suppose like, you know, they've changed up their style of play, Brennan, which is another factor that I've looked at over the last number of years with um, Aru, but at underage level doing so much uh, good things and have a number of players uh, coming to the fore and look, a really good, prominent senior side. Um, you know, suppose 
the development of that team now is something that everyone's interested in seeing. You know, Aroa coming back as another powerhouse in Donegal. We all we all need it. We need more teams, as I say. But Aroa uh, for years, you know, of course, you had many a battle with them. Mm. Um, but look, there's uh, there's a resurgence there uh, yeah. in the south of the county, yeah, which good, is good. Good to see. You. Yeah, it'll, it is. It'll produce county players as well. Just one other wee, uh, thing to mention there: two Donegal schools through the Ireland senior final school Wara Bunkrana. And Abbey Vocational School won their respective semi-finals on Saturday. Congratulations to them. School were under the management of Kevin Campbell and to, and the Abbey team are under the management of Stuart McFadden. There's interviews both up on HighlandRadio.com as is reaction from loads of people. One of the people we want to get reaction from is Mickey McCann, the Donegal Hurling boss. He's on the line now. Mickey, how are you? Not too bad, Brendan, yourself. Mickey, keeping the best, sir. Mickey, you were away from home after that uh, uh, Derry game. You were looking to uh, pick up a couple of points. It never seems to be much, much much between us and Tyrone in terms of squads. And at the end of the day, the spoils ended up shared. What did you make of it? Um, Brendan, a bit of, a bit of disappointment and a, a bit of relief. Sort of, sort of similar to the football, football yesterday. You know, um, I felt we were probably, probably the better side and... Uh, we opened the gap out to three points on a couple of occasions, but they kept clawing us back, Brendan, and, and at the end, uh, we went one up again in the 70th minute, and then they equalised, and then the last minute was was just mad. You know, you could have lost the game, so um, we could have gone down the road a lot more disappointed, so uh, a bit disappointed, you no, know, when we met up in the huddle afterwards, but, you know, at the same time, we could have lost it, Brendan, but uh, I felt that it's probably maybe a point drop we, we could have held on, you know. And, and Mickey, the league, as all the leagues are now, they're so they're so tight in terms of one minute you, you're looking at a possible like semi final towards promotion, and in another game you lose it and you could be in relegation. Mm-hmm. Is it now a bit of a chase and pack yourselves? You we're obviously playing Ross Common in a couple of weeks, and and Tyrone. Is that the way you see this the, the league shaping up in terms of good getting into that uh, semi final? Yeah, well, he's obviously Derry Derry's going to be in the final, I'd say, Brent, and then. Ourself and Tyrone and, and Russ Commons level on points at the minute, you know, so um and London's on too. So uh the last two games are so important, you know, if you get a result down in Russ Common, possibly Tyrone beat London, it could leave you in the semi final. If if, if Tyrone go and get beat, uh, uh even we won, it's gonna be a real real humdinger come St Paddy's Day and against London at home. So uh, it'll still be all to play for in the last day. But um as you say, it can go either way at the minute. Uh, there's, there's at least another three teams that can make that semi-final spot, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing about the leagues, Mike. It's it's the same everywhere, isn't it? And and uh, it's just about, I suppose, gaining that bit of momentum. Mike, you just in the game there, as you said, the, the, the three points up, you're just going into the final quarter. You built up a three-point lead, and then came the came the sucker points of the goal. But as with your your team, always, Mickey, there's a there's always a uh, a, a kickback. There's there's a never say day, you know, and it doesn't matter what happens in the game. The lads are ready to to take it on board, and you know, just looking at the at the at the score in Gilmore again. Every time we needed a point, was popping up, and there was a there was a great team performance uh, happening there. Even with conceding that goal, which should have swung the momentum back to Tyrone. Yeah, I suppose been two young teams. To be fair, Tyrone Tyrone have have a. A few boys are tired too, and they have a lot of young lads on there, and they're very impressive. You know, a bit like our own, they're they're really keen hurlers, and they they really put a, a huge effort in. Um, so it's been just on the goal of just the lead up to the goal. I felt we were three points up, and there was a big hit on Connor Garden on his head. You know, and and, and I felt it should have been a free in from the forty-five meter line, and and, and it was let play on. You know, and the ball goes back to their keeper and straight down the pitch, and 
under the net where no said I maybe been four up uh he ended up level so um it's a big big turning point in the game you know and I just felt you know we had Kevin Park before and he's been very good but on on, on Saturday we felt you no know, there was a few few decisions out there you know we, even the keeper came out with the ball and, and he lost it and we turned it over and he ended up giving a very soft free out and just a few wee things I like got maybe the home home advantage works in your favour at times but um the, the goal was a massive turning point and, and a real momentum swing, but it felt we had a free in. But as you say, we, we dug deep down the pitch and, and Jared Gilmore sticks you a point up again, you know, and he, he was excellent on Saturday again and 100% from place balls, uh, Brendan. And it's like Stephen Gillespie from wing back had three points. So with some great performances, Brendan, the main the main thing is we, we show great character uh, when, when, you, when you go level again, they, they take the lead again and, and just hard fought fought back to get something out of the game, you know, which is which is pleasing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Ruth is in front of the goals, yeah, they've quite a few wides. Mickey, just just overall, Mickey, looking in there, you know, we've spoke many times about, you, you know, you're bringing in new players and, and always unearthing new players into the squad. In terms of the league this year, is it, is it a thing where, you know, is promotion something that you think about in terms of, let's see where it takes us, or is it about just staying Division 2, unearthing those players, getting your team shaped together, and then going all out championship? I suppose if it was normal setup, Bryn, with the league, but the league's been restructured now. There's the top three teams is actually going to go into Division Two next year, which is which would leave you in a really tough division now. It'd be nice to get up there and see how you compete at that level. Um, it, it definitely would be a test up, and you you probably could get a couple of beatings on it. But um, the fact that the top three, Bryn, is going to go up, we'll, we'll be looking for that semi final spot, which last year we got like, but. Um, we know promotion, so if you get the top three this year, your, your promotion to two B's been done away with next year. So it's something we talked about, and as we say, if we get there, it'll be great. If not, we, we, we're going to get a lot of learning out of this league and these young boys. You know, and as we say on, on there, Stosh and Grant there from Bonkana, who got a senior starting on Saturday. So um, look, we're definitely getting a lot out of the young boys, and it's great experience for them. If it gets to the top three, it'd be great. You know, an extra match for the championship would be great to get a semi final. You know, mm. I suppose that thing, Mickey, as a coach, you're always weighing it up. You know, you want the challenge. But then, as you said, it's about learning. If if it's if it's as you said, a couple of beatings could swing it either way in terms of. But you're always learning uh, from the process itself. And just interesting there, you know, the 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 comments of the, of the new GA president, Jarliff Burns, on about club hurling. Um, interesting that that's one of his main uh, strategies coming in, Mickey, to make sure there's many teams as possible are, are playing hurling and are, are helped to coach and promote the game. It that's probably should have a good bearing in Donegal. That's Brendan. No, and you just look at Donegal. Maybe maybe seven, eight years ago, you you're looking at three teams. You know now there's there's seven or eight there. You know you've done low started up. You've Bally Shannon going again at Boncana, Turndona, and obviously ourselves, Tantan Unions and and McCool. So like you seven or eight teams there, and, and looking at you can see it when it comes to the county team. You know you you just get that one or two extra men from from different clubs and. As you say, the more clubs, the better, and it'd be nice to see maybe another couple of clubs starting up in Donegal, you know, and, and just just promoting the game that bit better. And, and it can only make the county team stronger, then you know. Yeah, yeah. Parik Halfordy's here with me, Mickey. <laughs> maybe you could include him and give him a few nights uh, coaching. They could take it back to Terman there. I don't know, but the Terman boys, we stinks. Well, it could you know? It's, we can all always learn, Brennan. You know. Ah, listen, I, I think every club. Listen, I was down at Dunloe's dinner dance on Saturday night there, Mickey, and of course they're competing. You know, in the, in, with the four, they've got the Camogie, the hurling. You know, the football ladies, you know, they're very strong in score as well. There's so much going on 
in the clubs, but I mean the effect on the community across all sorts because everybody has different different skills. You got to at least get the chance to play uh, with a small ball. Exactly, Brendan. You know, and it's something frozen board keepers just handed the hurl. You know, and it's tough going at times. Ben, been 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 a dual club on the county. You know, especially our football team have affected. Like when you when you've seven or six or seven club players away with the county most of the games now up all the way through the league so but um it's something we're keen to keep going as as being a dual club and putting huge effort on the both codes, you know. So um as I say the small ball means a lot of lot this and board here. Good man. Well listen Mickey, you you've a wee week off in between if there's not a week off but a weekend off. I don't I don't even know what no, you don't get a weekend. Gets, no, nobody gets time off do they there's probably training Sunday morning at half eight somewhere <laughs> up a hole. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Brendan will be sitting early at the weekend, is right. So um, it'll not be, not be a weekend off. No, of course, I know it, it, uh, maybe from a bit of travelling, that's it. But to your sort of Rossi's out after that. Mickey, listen, great chatting to you as ever. Like, keep up the good work, and we'll speak to you as the season goes on, all right? Cheers, Brendan. Top man, Mickey McCann there, Donegal Hurling boss. Hey, doing a massive, uh, great job, massive job. As ever, after the break, but we're going to speak to Anne Kerry. Unless you want to speak first. No, what I was thinking about the hurling there, you're on about it, the clubs. Uh, I suppose they're starting to do a bit more work uh, and, and they get the clubs, you know, within the hurling as well. So, yeah. Brian, you know, as you look, you've got eight or nine senior teams and you're going to have a few more, hopefully, in the next couple See, of years. And, saying, no matter what, if you, yeah. if you have a team, there has to be a couple of guys in there just by, by the law well, of no, averages. Well, has to. well, you look at the numbers of players coming to play football now at the minute, there's not going to be game time for them all either. So obviously that might be yeah. something that could develop down through the years. And, uh, you know, we could get you a position in goals eventually, Brandon. You know, you don't have to do too <laughs> I've, I've played a wee bit for Mort, actually. Um, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't much good, but I, I, I got up in the team. But um, they must have been very uh, you, short you, numbers. Now you've got that cut, like, you know. I I, I see that's the, the mum's influence. All the girls played Camogie, you see. So we would have been pucking away there, you know. So... Been a bit of bit of hurling of a great love. Who couldn't love the, the game of hurling? You know, it is. Uh, That's fantastic. In many, in many ways, uh, it it blows the other game away. We were in Healy Park at Saturday night, and it was one one five to four at half time or whatever. And uh, mm. the the hurling match at uh, like two and a half times the score in airs. You know, it was just every time we went over them, it was four or five points. You no, know, you were going over and back. They'd come to us. It might be one point scored or none scored. But uh, listen, that game did liven up second half. We'll give it a wee mention uh, after the break as well. We'll chat there and Karen. Their expert team offer orthodontics, teeth whitening, implants and composite bonding all in-house. Start your journey by calling 074 97 4404 or easily book your appointment online at a time that suits you through their user-friendly patient portal. Available anytime, anywhere at bluepoppydental.com. Blue Poppy Dental and Orthodontics, Letter Kenny and Donegal Town. Gift vouchers available. Enhance your skills with SafeTech's part-funded training programs. At SafeTech, we provide courses including first aid, roadworks, people moving and handling, confined spaces, electrofusion and machinery training for Ireland and UK sites. Also online programs such as water hygiene, construction supervisors, safety reps and much more. If you have a group for training, SafeTech will go to you. Contact SafeTech today at safetech.ie and take the first step towards upskilling and safety compliance. Buying or moving home can be a strange mixture of excitement and stress. So the last thing you need is worrying about conveyancing. Time to call McElhenney and Associates. They'll move that property transaction along swiftly, make sure everything's in order, and prevent any nasty surprises. Residential, commercial, leasing, or voluntary transfer. Call today on 074-917-5989 or find us online. We'll do the paperwork, you do the wallpaper. McElhenney and Associates Solicitors, Stranorler. How can we help? 
With a high digital online skills course, you'll feel a real difference. I can listen to all the music I like. The bus app that's coming out, it's brilliant. Anything you want to know, it's at your fingertips. They're small things, but they mean something. Learn essential online skills with simple, accessible lessons at highdigital.ie or free phone 1800 20 30 30. Brought to you by Vodafone Foundation and Alone. Vodafone, together we can. The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny, serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen. And there's free admission entertainment every weekend. Yes, welcome back again. Now we turn our attention to the football of the weekend and I'm joined by a man who knows a thing or two about it. That's Arma, a legend himself, Aaron Kiernan. Aaron, how are you, sir? Dev, great to be chatting to you again. How's the form? You're out doing a bit of, you're out doing a bit of coaching there, uh, are you, this evening, Aaron? I am, yeah. This is uh, night one of uh, the next stage of life, as I would say. Uh, retirement and then straight into under-10 coaching, so... Yeah, uh, 60 kids. Uh, pushing back. So, <laughs> sounds fun. Them so far, anyway. We heard you giving out already there. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fun, though. Yeah, no, no, it was, uh, it was um, oh, it's good. It's good. good to get back out at the club and helping out the young ones. And yeah, they're, they're mad for road already. Yeah, and before we get to the big game, Donegal and Armagh, tell me you were in Crow Park, uh, I suppose for teams like Donegal and Armagh and everybody else were trying to get up to the level of the two teams was playing. What did you make of the of, of, of Kerry and Dublin? Yeah, geez, without uh, losing the run yourself in late February, I have to say I was unbelievably impressed with Dublin. Um, I suppose there's always been plenty of talk and chat about them the past few years and maybe picking holes in their style or some players have gone a wee bit stale. But I have to say, what I've seen the other night of them, they were, they were extraordinary. Uh, the pace, the power, the hunger... Um, how quick they moved the ball from one end of the field to the other and the options that they had ahead of the ball I suppose was the biggest thing um, it was just Kerry couldn't live with them at all um, their, how well they functioned their kick out in the first half um, was brilliant but it was a, I suppose not if you're looking for a change in All-Ireland champions or mixing up the All-Ireland series it might not have been something that would have excited you but I, I just have to say how they played on the nice. Uh, you just couldn't but be impressed and, and say hats off to them. Um, but just players in particular like Kieran Kilkenny uh, and Conor Callaghan stood out to me. They just looked, they looked unbelievably hungry. Lucky men that had never won anything in their lives. Mm. And whether that's the, well, Callaghan was given captaincy there this past few games. Whether that's, you know, maybe something that he's really taken on board and has ignited him again. Uh, he scored seven points last week and 3-4 the weekend. Could have been 4-4 four, four, um, or 4-5. Four, so he's definitely a man in form and a man who um, is going to take some watching over the next few months. Do you just get the sense in the league we we a bit of desperation? Aaron, not that it was desperate, I suppose, but, but that opening loss to Monaghan, we were surprised of, you know, they lost to, to Mayo, maybe a bit unlucky. You know, they beat Ross Common. You know, they're, they're sitting in a couple of points, home game, is there a thing in the league where a team might come in a charge? I mean, I was in Healy Park on Saturday night. Don't get me wrong, Toronto were terrible first half, but the second half they were unreal. And maybe they sense they have away games to carry into Dublin to come in their last three. Maybe they sense, listen, this is we're going to go down if we don't win this. Not that you would have nefty put Dublin in that, but is there a sense maybe with league being at a such a level that the, the energy was with Dublin and maybe Kerry just weren't ready for that challenge? I'd say it probably is that. Um, I suppose like, if you're being realistic and you think of everything that Dublin have won and the big games that they're playing, 
like even even your standard league game might still be hard for them to get up for it. But I just felt the other night it looked to me like they were boys with a point to prove nearly. Um, to you know Kerry coming to Crow Park, thirty five, thirty eight thousand. They definitely they were up for it. And I suppose nothing sort of rubber stamped that more than the last score they got of the game. Game was over, completely put to bed. But the work rate and the tackling that they were still doing in around their own day and they got a turnover. But as soon as they get the turnover, I, seriously, there was about five of them took off sprinting as fast as they could. And Bugler was in his own 21. And he ended up tapping the ball over into the hill on the far 21 after making a 100, 120-meter sprint. Uh, whatever, there was no need. The game was over. The game was done. But I just felt it was it was them saying, as a calling card, basically, to, to carry, to say, this is the level you're going to need to match if you want to take our all out and tighten off the game. Uh, and again, you just as much as you don't want to, you have to say a fair play to them for a group of boys that have won so much to still have that hunger and desire to do it. Do you want, I have a man beside me here, Perry Calvert. You were ahead of your times. I remember you making <laughs> 60, 70 yard long bus and uh, runs I was, uh, up and down, up and down. For Ann Chairman, you must have been ahead of your time. I don't think I don't think that was happening to me at all, Brendan. I think you were disillusioned a wee bit. There's Francie Freely. I don't know about that. Fast no. Francie. Yeah, fast Francie. No, I was watching that game actually. Uh, uh, look, the Dubs were so so impressive. Like on Saturday night, like a statement. Clifford, you know how many times? I suppose yeah. it's difficult to say. Strange you... game from him, even though he still could have maybe two six and the thing, you know. If, yeah, but they, yeah. they they definitely dominated, you know, dominated that uh, defensive shape as well. So look, the Dubs haven't gone away. I don't think Aaron. That's what you're telling us, unfortunately. No, they, they haven't. And the big thing for me was, and maybe you mightn't have seen it if you weren't there, which was great to be there. The the one thing Amos Fitzmaurice mentioned this two weeks ago on on TV with RT, or sorry, it was the Mayo game last weekend, and I felt he was saying it because who who's audience is going to be whenever they're watching it back they had no half forward line they don't they have they have playmakers in Dylan Geeney and Paddy Clifford but they're floating around the middle of the field they never have an outlet so the other day everyone's sort of saying why would a pump and high ball in on top of Clifford there did no option because the only players in the carry half attacking half of the field was Sean O'Shea and Clifford inside the D but Kerry were kicking the ball from the middle of the field and any good defender, like Merchant's seven or eight inches shorter than uh, than Clifford, but he was just reading the flight of the ball. It was hanging mm. in the air that long. And even the size difference, you've just given Clifford a wee nudge and next thing, Dublin were picking up the break and they were gone. But it's something that Kerry really need to address and address now is they, they have plenty of playmakers, but they don't have an outlet. They had nobody in their half-forward lane that you could play the ball through who can give Clifford and O'Shea a 35-metre one-bounce pass to their advantage. So that is definitely something Fitzmaurice mentioned it last week. It was very notable just sitting watching the game the other day that they didn't have it. And that was a big difference in Dublin. And I'm talking about players like Ross McGarry, who everyone was sort of saying, oh, he's only a bit part player and he'll not count. But he was getting the ball the other day out in the sideline and just thinking the ball in. And as whoever it was, Conor Callaghan, Kilkenny, Paddy Small, playing it to a forward's advantage, so something that they're clearly working on. And for me, that was a massive difference of why Dublin were able to get the scores so much easier than what Kerry were. There was so much uh, more fluidity to Dublin than there was Kerry. And that, that's something that's very surprising to see. Mm. What did you make of the flu- fluidity in, in the old box at Athletic Grounds there? Aaron, you're all about tactics there. You know, the only reason we're talking about it is because Kerry and Dublin are setting the standards 
And it's always good to look at them because that's where everybody's looking. Maybe Derry have every, uh, other ideas of their own, I'm sure. But, you know, our man Donegal, and where where do you see them now? You know, it's, we talked to you earlier, you're on about the direct ball of our man in the first half and, and how Donegal maybe didn't, uh, you know, go after the press the way they have in other games. Is, is there a lot of kind of, you know, playing, maybe an odd tactic for a few minutes, drop back and, and just more or less, you know, play through a game without going full throttle? Was that your kind of feeling of the game at the weekend from, from the two teams? It was. Uh, like We had obviously spoke last week about it, and I, I just felt Jimmy would come out and try to lay down a marker, um, you know, and not be afraid to set out his own stall. But I, I think whenever we sit and look back at it, and you wouldn't want to overanalyze things at this stage, but it just sort of looked like neither team really wanted to show their full hand. My whole thing last week was I assumed that Jimmy would go for the high press and the energy that you probably had seen against Fermanagh and against Cork in particular. And I felt that that would give Armagh opportunities. And the, the reason why I did this because whenever everyone come and sat back and played the Jimmy's tune the last time, you know, Donegal just become a force that got inside everybody's heads and everyone was like, well, we can't break this down, you know. They're, they're too well set. They're too fit. And it become a thing that got inside everybody's head. So I was thinking the other day, this is a free shot for Armagh. Look at what they're doing. See how we can exploit it to maybe put it out in Jimmy's players' minds. You know that they're just not as focused or eaten out of the palm of his hand. But they didn't really do it either. Um, mm. I thought you know, Armagh put four long balls in the first half and nothing come off them. And I thought that didn't even bother me because it's like, well, at least we're trying to get the ball in. You can work on that. You can show video analysis in terms of trying to get someone else in with Mernon who can feed off him or pick up that break. But then they kept going, and the last two balls of the half, we ended up, we got 1-1 off them. So I thought that was a positive from an Armagh perspective, that at least they tried it. And then also another positive that I felt was a lot of the turnovers we got against ourselves was sort of middle third, uh, probably from our attacking 65 back to the middle of the field, where again last year we were dropping off. You, you could be nearly inside their 45 before anyone would have tackled you last year. So I felt there were two positives from our point of view. Um, in terms of Donegal, Arma are difficult enough to break down. They do get a lot of men behind the ball. I think the average points they've conceded all year is 10 points a game. Um, so I just didn't see Donegal flooding at pace the way I expected them. Like McHugh was getting up to our attack in 45, but then they were quite lateral and going to the wings. And Mogan and McBrady kept a couple of good ones off the left. But yeah, I just didn't see us cutting open. Like you had mentioned last week about people making 78, uh, 70 or 80 metre or long bursting runs, maybe knowing that they weren't getting the ball, but they were finishing the run in the end lane. I didn't really see a huge amount of that there from Donegal. So maybe both managers sort of have an idea that there, there might possibly be a game in Croke Park and maybe another three or four weeks time and mm. held a little bit back from that there. And I think ultimately probably a draw was a fair enough result. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Well, I would say from a Donegal point of view, I suppose... The goal opportunities that, that, yeah. that Donegal didn't take, you know, and, and suppose uh, Armagh have been renowned for their defensive shape over the years. Um, Shane O'Donnell got in twice. Um, if one of those goes in, you know, Donegal's coming down the road with the points, and that's the bottom yeah. line. Yeah. M- missing the penalty, Blaine did really well for the penalty, actually. Um, it's Pen- diff- penalties are so strange. You see, yeah. see, see McGuigan's one, you know, it looks like when the ball hits the net with a good penalty, it looks so easy. And then when you see it, isn't it a strange thing? You know, I think there's there's only certain people that are very talented at hitting penalties. You know, it's, it's a very fine art. 
I don't know, you ever take any of yourself? <laughs> I was always told to get out of the road. Maybe Aaron. I think Aaron might have had a few. Aaron, Aaron was a top free taker, even though he was a half back. He was a talented boy. Aaron, Aaron funny you mentioned. Well, I, I, I definitely wasn't a free taker, that's one thing. Uh, I remember you clapping a few of them. You weren't, maybe we were forced to do it, but you were good. So, at it. Sorry. I was, I was, uh, we had no option we had no one out to the left foot <laughs> it's, it's, it's the brother Stephen you're thinking of I think no no he played the freeze as well unfortunately <laughs> well, I was uh, watching no no him, I did I was just uh, penalties to be fair penalties would be oh, uh, uh, and funny you mentioned about getting in the head I suppose I often say to people from Jim's first tenure that he learned a lot from our man in terms of they weren't a, you weren't a team you like to play against funny you were saying that that's the way Jimmy got in people's heads I think he actually took a lot of that from our man um and having Rian, Rian back, you know, uh, Jared Jar- O back as well, Murnham's performance, you know, from an RMA perspective, you know, Rian coming on, I mean, what what a point. He had somebody, I mean, <laughs> somebody coming on, hasn't been playing, and he hits the ball over from basically, he's almost in the stand. I mean, uh, fantastic must be from your perspective to see to see him back and, and, and Jared O. Uh, brilliant, like, realistically speaking. We're not going anywhere. You're not winning any big championship games unless Rayner needs to play and playing well for you. So just, yeah, for him to get back on the field, to get some minutes, obviously snatched at the, the first effort that he had, but that's unusual. Like it's, it's not too often you'll ever see that happening. But once he sort of got up to the pitch of the game, got his ball, got his hands on the ball a wee bit, um, obviously he didn't even hesitate in taking on the shot that he did. Uh, luckily, it was going to be a one-point win for us. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's great to have him back. Uh, there's also ways back Kieran Kelly didn't get a run there he missed most of last year through injury Neil Grimley hasn't got a run yet he missed last year through injury and also Oshin O'Neill so there are and they're all big players they're strong players that sort of will be in around the middle third so yeah, Geezer will still be happy enough they're sitting top of the table they still have loads of options uh, competition for places is very strong so he'll be delighted where they're sitting um, uh, I still think but I suppose the next few weeks will be sort of Sticky enough for ourselves because I yeah. always find us going away to Fermanagh is uh, it's, it's difficult. Uh, it's very very difficult for us going to um, to Fermanagh no matter when we go. So I, I wouldn't mind us just Kevin, out any sort of a win. Kevin last day, Aaron for you is it? No, no, we, we're, we're not actually. We're to we're, we're Fermanagh uh, next, and then we're at home to Kevin. We're actually away right. to Cork on the last weekend, right, right. Um, which I thought that would have been going down there to see who gets promoted, but. It's yeah. certainly looking like we're going to be going down to Cork and they're going to be fighting for their lives. So equally, yeah. it's going to be just as tough a game. Yeah, definitely. And and for a Dunning, from a Donegal perspective, I mean, there's there's a lot. Everybody seems to be playing to a certain level. You know, Ryan McHugh looks energised right there. I mean, Mogan, was, I thought, was very good last day. Langan getting more game time. I mean, Big Huey was back in midfield. Another uh, serious option. Kieran Moore again putting in the shift. My birdie, I thought, looks sharp. You know, and then you have the subs, of course, you know, Shane O'Donnell coming on, Jamie, you have Jamie Brennan to come on, Jack McKelvey then all contributed. Uh, and that's, you know, just looking there, players you'd nearly, not forget about, but they haven't been involved yet. And hopefully Conor O'Donnell, you think, Niall yeah. O'Donnell, you know, uh, Keelan McCoggan, you know, fellas, I guess, Jason McGee, you know, don't we call, like, are, are operating at a decent level and there's still a serious amount of talent to come back. I know Keelan Ward had picked up an injury there, you, you know, um, Charles McGuinness hasn't, hasn't seen any time yet, but yeah. you know there's a, there's a serious squad uh, uh, making there. You know, I suppose that's something Jim has, has done. You know, is, is 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 getting those players back to the level, but also the players now at the minute 
uh, that game yesterday particularly would have brought you know those those new players that have come into the panel like the Kieran Moores of it you know brought them up a level going into Armagh you know before um, yeah, any championship football it gives you headaches because you've, you've got a good panel to pick from now Conor Donnell you mentioned Conor Donnell just thinking about Conor coming back in as well like he had an explosive start last year as well mm-hmm. so looking forward to him coming back but Paddy McBurdy you mentioned I suppose Aaron you would have seen yesterday the movement of McBurdy um, has been Something a wee bit of a difference this year than, than than other years. Just some of the shots, scores he got yesterday. He was he was tightly marshalled as well. With experience, you 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 take those shots on, Brendan. I suppose they go over the bar. But now you're right. Um, you're looking at Oshin Gallon. The levels will were through through the Richter scale for Oshin. Now yeah. he's getting a lot more attention. So that's opening up. Um, you know, opportunity for more player. We've seen Shane O'Donnell coming in yesterday, and suppose Shane, you know, we know what he can do, but he was flourishing yesterday as well. So it's an interesting point, right? Because that that thing of not that Gallon was unknown, the quality was always there, and the brilliance because of his injuries. Once you have a couple of high high games, you know, the whole opposition mm-hmm. is preparing. I'm sure Aaron, you were were thinking about, you know, you have to shut down Gallon in terms of his effect, and then that's something he has to respond to, and the team has to help still get him in the positions because he only needs half a yard. Oh. You know, you, you were telling me on the way about Stevie McDonald at, at training. You know, the half a yard Aaron, in terms of turning and shooting, Gallon has that capability in him. And and that's it. And to be fair, the more that Ashin keeps performing, the way he's performing. The bigger the bullseye he puts on his back. Yes. So the opposition <laughs> that he's coming up against, he's the first man that you're trying to nail down because whether it's right foot, left foot, or just his willingness to take on with a shot. Um, he, he Like last year, whenever obviously things weren't going well, he was really showcasing his talent and, and didn't look, even himself, didn't look as fit or as lean as what he is looking at the moment. So the longer the year goes on, the drier the weather, the more of a run he gets injury-free the harder he's going to be to handle. And then, like you said, the amount of options that you have that still have to be looked at, still have to be focused on, all he needs is that half yard and he has the capability between play and and free kicks of, of chipping over with six, seven, eight pints every day. So um, in terms of massive shoes to fill, if you're thinking about someone who's going to replace the, the focal point, which was Michael Murphy, there's no doubting that Oshin definitely has that ability um, to, to conjure up as many scores as, as Michael mm. was capable of doing and I just thought Donegal again yesterday they, at times they were able to cause armour difference because there's so many people ahead of the ball um, and that's, that for me is a dangerous weapon whenever you have Gallon, McBrearty and then you're running power coming off because you get it into those two ways they'll snapshot and shoot but then they can also feed and bring the runners into them so for me you can mix and match your game then that as a defender if everyone's back, well, you know, right, I'm just going to face runners coming here. But if you're back and you're isolated and you're one-on-one with a sharpshooter and you also know that there's runners coming off your shoulder or there's men going to be coming at pace, you have to sort of be hedging your bets and trying to see, well, where is the most danger here? So for me, that's what will be very important for Donegal and for Jim as he's building towards, particularly the Derry game and the first round of the championship. Yeah. And, uh, Aaron, I was in... <laughs> Our friends in Tyrone, of course, we always have to keep an eye on them just in case. And we we've uh, we know what the Derry boys are building, and um, they they are looking like a side's going to be hard to beat. But Tyrone, and I've seen a lot in football. You know, half time Tyrone shocking four points, and I'm thinking this is a kind of a more or less a must one game for you. I just couldn't believe what I was seeing, and I heard obviously from the Galway performance. 
you know, I say, there's trouble here. They come out in the second half. McCurry comes on the pitch, kicks eight points. Some of them outrageous. And between him and Canavan, and just what you said there about Con and, and not getting carried away in late February, but I'll tell you what, them two boys were unbelievable, uh, particularly in that second half. I, I, really, I'm looking at them thinking, good luck to whoever has to try and pick them boys up in championship. And that form, the two of them were, were as good as uh, I've seen. Yeah, and, and what is, what's brilliant was, I suppose, you, a dairy person might turn around and go, oh, what did Canavan do against us? Conor McCluskey never gave him a kick of it. But McCurry's not there to take your A off. Now, I know they'll say, right, I'll detail a man market job, but it's the link play between those. It's just how dangerous they are with the glance of the knee where they're popping a ball in or Canavan's just holding it up. McCurry's off a shoulder, one step, bang, it's over the bar. It's individually, yes, they're brilliant. But it's sort of, it's the link play between them. And you know yourself, Brendan, whenever you're confident and you're in song and there's another man operating the same level as you, there's, you take on with anything. You know, you throw the ball around, you not be afraid to take a man on, bit of contact, shrug him off and, and, and try and get your shot away. So definitely, there's no team, I think, in Ireland that you're talking about, you hear all of there's these arguments and there's disarray and there's disagreements of management and among players. And geez, they can just flick the switch and everything's good and everything's rosy. In a half, they can switch it around, which is, would take us maybe two years there and those problems. <laughs> so definitely they're dangerous. Once they get a bit of swagger about themselves and a bit of belief, they're, they're just hard enough to handle. Um, and we shared them. They're blooding so many new players that <clears throat> none of us really know, you know, they're only coming out of underage teams. Um, so no, they, they'll be very happy now to still have have Kerry away, they have Dublin away, they'll probably fancy themselves to pick up points off Monaghan away, Monaghan are going at this stage, but yeah, you, you'd have to say against a, a seasoned outfit in Mayo that it was an incredible turnaround. I was on my way to Croke Park and I was listening to your good self on the radio and you were very bored and Tyrone went <laughs> going great. And I, I'm not, I'm I get not, into, I get into Croke Park. <laughs> yeah, I get into Croke Park and next thing is switch the TV's on and Tyrone's five points up and I'm wondering what the hell has happened, so um, yeah, it was is an incredible turnaround, and particularly McCurry kicking eight points in one half is it's serious pegging. But you could see the likes of Sean O'Donnell. I thought was quite good for Tyrone. The level of work rate they were back hunting in packs once again, like Tyrone of 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 yesteryear, if you want to call it. But when you look at that, give them the platform as well. Aaron moving forward, um, you know, working really hard, man off the shoulder. The movement was 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 exceptional for, for February, but um, Tyrone haven't gone away. It was part, but what, what is valuable about that there is, I, I think, and well, everyone talked about it, but I, I thought that Tyrone team was just stale. They'd gone stale. It was the same players over and over again, and the hunger just doesn't seem to be there in them. And like we had just chatted a couple of weeks ago, Brendan, where you're saying, oh, would he change his team and bring his experience boys back the way to play there? And for me, I, I said, no. I think them boys have had enough chances since they won that All-Ireland Mm. Their form has been shocking. Like they don't, they haven't even resembled a team that has remotely won an All Ireland in the last ten years. Never mind three years ago. So I think they're right to give all the young boys as much game time to try and grow and build in the county players. And you've hit the nail on the head. For it. The big thing about them is, if nothing else, they have energy. They're hunting balls down. They're chasing lost causes. They're doubling up. They're trebling up. And if nothing else, that brings a bit of energy to the group and to their supporters and there's no better county to feed off that there than Tyrone in particular so 
Um, I would say that was Logan and Doher. They're they sort of felt right. We took them other boys. They took we got an All Ireland. They took as far as we can, but it's time to go with new and fresh blood. And the likes of Kieran Daly, Sean O'Donnell, and Ganlon. Um, Rory Canavan obviously hasn't played a huge amount of football, but mm. we know the ability he has. He'll come in as, as the season goes on. So um, those boys are definitely they're well bedded in and really find them a seat at the county senior level now. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Listen, we want to wish Fergal Logan, of course, all the best as well. Uh, I hope he makes a full recovery. Of course, he has a house in Downings, a big love for Donegal. Like uh, a lot of Tyrone men, they like to come and hit the Donegal beaches. So I hope to see Fergal back there. Aaron, listen, you spoke about we be chatting every week, uh, myself and yourself, we all be woolly. It's always an education you give me. I just kind of join in whenever <laughs> you run out of things to say. But um, listen, I'll be speaking to you probably as the week goes on then. And uh, on behalf of myself and Parkey, thanks for joining us this evening. Aaron and rounded up the weekend's action. Cheers, man. Great to chat to you. Top man. Speak to you, buddy. After the break, we, as I say from the top of the show, we're going to speak with the one and only Michael Sticky Ward. The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny, serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen. And there's free admission entertainment every weekend. Welcome back, folks. Now we turn our attention to club football and the A. Rua Club. And there was a, a bit of history I'm trying to find out, and I think it definitely is history, two A. Rua men have won the four divisions and one of them is on the line now. It is Michael Sticky Ward. How are you, sir? All good, Brendan. How are you? Good, my man, good. How did you manage uh, this feat? I know, Vicky, you've been, you, you've been playing a long time, my man. You've seen it all in terms of club there. Uh, you know, you're, you're up in Donegal with us, I remember, back in the day. And uh, through, the, through the years, you've managed to pick up pr- pretty much everything that's going. Yeah, I suppose you, you never set out to win all four divisions, uh, but that's the way it, it panned out for me. You, you know, you start out first year senior, you win a Division 1, and you think you're going to be competing every year at Division 1, but with immigration and retirement early on, uh, the team just started uh, to fall apart, and we went down through the divisions. And we we actually ended up um, one game away from going to Division 4. It was a, a game against Karen Dunn and Ballyshannon. Which, which we were lucky enough just to win, so that kept us out of Division 4. So you think you're going to be at the top for a long time, but it, it can just disappear very quick, is not it? Yeah, it's, it's hard to believe, Sticky. And you, know, you think of when I grew up, you know, De La Salle and the kind of football and fraternity, there was just constant, from your club, there was constant. And when I think back to when I started playing and you started playing there, you know, like of John Duffy and Neil McCready and Roper and listen, it was it was an unbelievable team, you know, championship one and team, team obviously, and you just felt that it would never get too bad. You would never be out a senior for a start, but you said one game away from yeah. Division Four, and it, it but 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 it's, you've you've seen it all now, uh, Sticky. You know, you're 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 back on the rags and and back competing, and a lot of good things happening in the club, and even from your own uh, uh, victory in the summer with with, with Brian. Yeah, it's. It is unreal when you think back of it, but you're talking about the old area team when we were challenging for championships and, and winning championships. And we were in four or five county finals in the 90s. But it was the De La Salle that was the bedrock of Aru at that time and all them great players that you just just mentioned. So when it closed, we, we lost all that, that extra hours them players were getting every week. And they were getting exposed to college fo- uh, football in, in Ulster which was a massive development for them when they went to play club football in Donegal. So that was the biggest loss that Aru actually had. 
Yeah, very interesting that. And at Parks and Studio Park Health Room here, this whole debate about the academy and that, and if you look across in the north there, Park, it's the schools mm-hmm. that drive the uh, teams. The schools are, are are helped, they're coached, they've all ex top players on there and, and there's there's a real push through. So they're all playing A grade. So they don't need the academy, they don't need the matchup, and that's something I suppose uh, from, from, from a Donegal point of view and you just uh, hit the nail on the head Sticky is about that kind of you know that that uh, college football that, that they were exposed to to bring it in then to the to the actual um, you know the, the team of Aru that was renowned throughout the county and the country you know but uh, as I say look you know you can't get away from Macquarie Cup football in Northern Ireland it's huge it's uh, it's uh, really just uh, you know that gap where there isn't the academy in Donegal it's suppose it's a factor that it's maybe something we have to look at, Brian. You know, getting our schools up to that level as well. You know, and uh, you know, no doubt about it. You, you know, there's there's definitely good work ha- happening, but maybe uh, look at the success down through the years. Is, is that a trick we're missing? Maybe within the county, and you've seen the success of Aru. You mentioned some of the players that played, and you know, you, you look at Aru bouncing back with that, and how important that factor was. Um, you only see it when it's gone, I suppose, Brian. That's the. That's the thing, but not something for the future that Donegal football should be looking more into. And uh, Sticky, suppose, had a good number of tussles there down through the years. And look, suppose ourselves in Terman, we went through that uh, kind of gear change and into different divisions. And you're right, it is hard to get out of. You know, if you go from Division One to Division Two down to Division Three, it's difficult at times. Yeah. People just don't realise that. It affects the whole club. I suppose, Sticky, you, you Barry Ward came in there and made a big impact. He is, and of course, John McNulty then. To go on to another level, uh, you know, great, great signs from the club. I suppose you know the the development down there as well. You know the the facilities, the pitch there. You know everything now looks like it's set for you to come back and and be back competing at the very top, as you are. But yeah. I mean, maybe challenging for a for a title. You know. Well, well, that's that's our goal is that uh, to move forward, and we think we're getting there. Um, the only downside we have at the minute, we have the academy in area. But our senior team now, there's there's four or five lads that are in their mid-30s. So we'd be looking to hold on to them rather than ship them on because it'll be another four to five years before we have seven, eight, what we'd be thinking would be serious senior footballers. So it's it's like the Glenties boys. We need our older boys to hang in there uh, to keep us up in that Division 1. That's vital because from past experience, once we started slipping, we went the whole way down and we don't want that, that to happen again. Yeah. And are you going to play again this year? Oh, I don't know. The wife says I'm not. But <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to know. Oh, brilliant. It, uh, lads, it's early in the year. It's, it's oh, yeah. early in the year. You know, you're up training kids and the ball's always at your foot and it's a niche that you always have and if the body's in good shape and you can keep the beef off, you just don't know what's going to happen or when the, when, when the club needs you. I don't think you're retired from club football. You know, you just keep going if they need you or if they want you. Yeah, yeah. Listen, when they stop asking you, there's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> think, That's right, I, uh, That's a bad sign. And I know you're coaching as well there, Stiggy. Listen, you've, you've put on so much to the club base. Great to see Aria back where they belong. Listen, Stiggy, well done, they. And uh, who's the other lad that won the four divisions? Uh, big Kerry Ryan. Big Kerry, He yeah. worked in Finner Camp. We, we have to give he, Kerry, a, Kerry a mention. Oh, absolutely, Kerry's one of the great lads to me and no more than myself, if the club was, was stuck this year, he'd be the first man that would talk us. I think go. all club, club uh, need men like that, you know? Yeah, they do, do indeed, they do indeed. Sticky, fair play to you, lad. Great talking, sir, and we'll catch up later on in the year. 
That'll lead. Cheers, Brandon. We'll talk to you later. Top man. That sticky word there, uh, giving us a lowdown on his four divisions. We ready? There's two guys outside, man, to get in. It's the greatest double X since Markham and Wise. It's Jimmy and Paul in the Monday night session. I want to thank Joe Dex for producing. Chuckle Brothers. The Chuckle Brothers. Of course, Head of Sport. Ash and Kelly. Of course, the one and only Parik Humphrey. Parik, thanks Thanks very much, man. Thank my guests. I'll leave it over to the two guys. I'll speak to you all next week.